This episode is brought to you by Pooptronic Cellular, the galaxy's leader in outer space mobile service. Power Records presents... Power Records presents... We are in a communication center housed in a cave of ice beneath the surface of a frozen, mist-shrouded planet somewhere in space. Power Records presents... It's me again, Icy Robots, and we are here for another exciting episode of Power Records Playhouse. Uh, this almost didn't come out. I had to go up to Pooptronics headquarters and kind of work it out to where they would allow us to do it if we used a public domain character. And this week, well, it's not the best of the best, but we are going to take a look at a public domain character, a real-life guy. His name is Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. Uh, I don't know, man. This is probably going to be fun, but, uh... Hey, check it out, dude. There's Iceberg. He's back from hanging out with A.B. Silver. What's up, Iceberg? Not much. Have you been to Pooptronics HQ? It is magnificent. Yeah, man. I just said that I was over there negotiating so that they would allow us to do the show, but it was weird, man. A.B. came down to meet me. He wouldn't, he wouldn't like, let me go past the lobby. I don't know what was up with that. Only the lobby. They must not think much of you. I guess not, dude, but whatever, man. It's not a big deal to me in, in the long run of things. Well, maybe if you increase your productivity, they might let you into the rest of the building. Dude, I don't even care. I don't need, like, a big fancy uh, building like that to impress me. I'm just happy being here in the moon station. You know, it's, it's always been good enough for me. You are so negative. I don't think that's negative, dude. I just said I was happy where I'm at. How does that, how is that negative? I don't know. Emotions do not make a lot of sense to me. Can we start the show please? A.B. and I are going to see Hamilton later. It's the biggest show on Broadway and A.B. has front row seats. I don't even know how you could hang out with that dude. I mean, he was your agent, then he sold us out and joined Pooptronics, and now he like... He wants to kick it with you, dude? You you are so weird. You are such a hater. I mean, I hate that you're hanging out with that dude. Iceberg, just start the show please. This one goes out to all my haters, especially the one sitting across from me right now. To the foundation of the music! The music, the music, the music. Tell them so! Watch it! Davy Crockett! The man from Tennessee! I can outrun, outjump, outshoot, outfighter, outgrin any man or beast east of the Mississippi, and outtalk all the rest. Now I can lick my weight in wildcats, bamboozle the bear, hold a steamboat on my back, and run faster, and dive deeper, and stay under longer, and come up drier than any man this side of the big swamp. Well, that's Davey. Sure could talk up a storm. This guy sounds like a real jerk. What do you mean, dude? That's just some, like, homespun, folky kind of stuff. I mean, he's just, you know, he's just, like, bragging on himself a bit. It's no big deal. Did he say that he could outgrin anyone? 
What does that mean? That he has a nice smile? What a thing for a male to brag about. Yeah, that was a bit weird. It was also kind of weird when he said he was like half alligator, half shark, half man or something. I don't even know what he said, but it was weird. I don't know. Uh, the dude is, you know, he's a bit stuck on himself, but I think sometimes successful people have to be stuck on themselves to make it, you know? What a blow hard. I don't know how anyone could be so full of themselves. Yeah, me neither. Like, somebody who says they have otherworldly DJ skills when they can barely, like, scratch a record. <laughs> Let's get back to the story, Iceberg. Were you talking about me? How dare you? I am the best disc jockey on Jupiter. I shall continue the record, but if you insist on speaking ill of me, I will be forced to report you to Pooptronics Human Resources. Oh no, Iceberg, please don't do that. You leave me little choice. But he wasn't just a talker, he was a real doer. Like the day of the shooting match in Jefferson County in 1804 when he was only 18, it was young Davey and his rifle old Betsy against 80 of the best sharpshooters in the land. Each man gets one shot starting at 50 yards. Oh, Betsy here, I can hit that thing with my eyes shut. Then we move the target to 75 yards and so forth and so on. The winner of the first prize gets this beautiful cow. <laughs> gotta win this one for Polly. Who is Polly? Also, who would want to win a cow? Like what good is that? Cows are a lot of good, dude, and plus cows are super expensive. That's a good prize, man. I mean, a cow could be like thousands of dollars. I don't imagine it's like a top prize uh, beef cow they're giving out or anything. Probably just some grody milk cow, but uh, it could be worth big loot, dude. That's quite a prize, really. Flesh bags are sometimes quite odd. By odd, I mean weird. Very weird. It's not weird at all, dude. You get the cow, and then you, like, you feed the cow, and you raise it and stuff, and then eventually you can sell it at an auction, right? So whatever weight you put on the cow, it becomes, like, extra meat, and you can sell it for more, I guess, at a uh, livestock auction or whatever, like a 4-H gathering, I guess. How could you stick a cow in your mouth? That is so disgusting. Have you ever looked at a cow? They are vile. Big creepy eyes. Disgusting snot-covered snout. Sickening. Mmm, yeah, I, I, I can I, I agree with you on that. They do look pretty gross. Their eyes are pretty dumb. They do have a sickening snot-covered snout. Is that what you said? Whatever you said, I think that uh, for once in a long while, I actually agree with you, Iceberg. But nevertheless, dude, when you grill it up, it is good eating a steak is quite a treat. Let, let's get moving on with the record. Let's hear what else is going to happen to good old Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier. Okay, first man. Yay! Next man. Well, it was the kind of shooting that was sure enough to separate the men from the boys, and they kept moving that target till it was a good hundred yards away, with only four contestants left. The first three took their shot, and then it was Davy's turn. Come on, old Betsy. Let's show them what real shooting is. Bullseye! Yeah! And the winner, Davy Crockett! 
Dave, he won more than a cow that day. He won pretty Polly Findlay for his wife. And two years and two kids later, they moved to the Duck and Elk River country in southern Tennessee near the Alabama border. Oh, it's beautiful, Davy. Boy, that deer over there. And isn't that a raccoon up that tree? Sure is. And see the big claw marks on this tree? Means there are plenty of bears around. And this soil is the richest I've seen anywhere. Why does his voice sound like that fool from that Christmas movie you like so much? The one where he dies and sees his life or whatever. Are you talking about it's a wonderful life and Henry Fonda question mark? He does sound like uh, Hank Fonda, doesn't he? I, I hadn't noticed that till right now. He has that sort of a uh, twangy voice dude had in the movie. Uh, good call, Iceberg. I got to give it up. Also, how did he win a wife? I do not follow the specifics of earthling mating rituals but I do not believe that is how you find someone to produce children with. Is it? It might be. I am not sure. I think like, I think he just impressed her with his ability to shoot and you know that was important back in the olden days I guess. So he impressed her and then you know, he seduced her and then they got married and moved to wherever and had kids I guess, I don't know. They just kind of jumped through that, honestly. He also seems to be an expert on dirt. You people really love your soil. It is so gross. That is where animals relieve themselves. I guess so. I mean, I relieve myself there sometimes too if I have to. I don't know, but uh, that's also where plants grow, man. That's where you get vegetables and all the uh, things that we need. You know, trees produce uh, oxygen. We need that. Uh, dirt is like the second most important thing behind water, Iceberg. Water is also yucky. It is so wet. I do not know how you drink that stuff. I throw up in my mouth every time I see you drink some. You throw up what, dude? Do you even have a stomach? I throw up nuts and bolts from my insides. That is how disgusting it is. It's not disgusting, it's great, and it's essential to human life. Come on, Iceberg, we gotta get moving. Let's, uh, let's start the next bit. We're gonna live high off the hog here in Lincoln County. Well, I don't know about living high off the hog, but they sure did live high off the bears that Davy killed in the year that followed. Yes, sir, 105 of them. That young Davy Crockett killed enough bears to feed the whole doggone county. And enough raccoons to make a coonskin cap for every man and boy around. Gotta be the best hunter in the territory. And a few years later, he had a chance to prove it. We were at war again with England, the War of 1812. Polly, I can't stand by and do nothing. Oh, please don't go to war, Davy. I'll be all alone here with the children, and I'm frightened. But I've got to go. The British got the Indians on the warpath. They wiped out a whole town at Fort Mims, Alabama. If we don't stop them somewhere else, they're going to come right here. Don't worry, I won't be gone long. When he arrived at the camp, the commander, Colonel Coffey, called him over. You Davy Crockett? Reckon so. I hear you're the best bear hunter in Tennessee. That's a doggone lie. I bet you that he is going to say that he is the best bear hunter in the world. This guy is such a braggart. He has an amazing ego. It must be difficult to deal with someone like that. Yeah, it can, uh, it can be really trying, you know, it can really, uh, it can take a toll on your nerves. Let's see what he says. I bet you, I kind of have a feeling that you're probably right. I'm the best bear hunter in the whole darn world. <laughs> I told you. I told you so. I hate guys like that. 
all egotistical and stuff? Well, we sure can use you. They got nothing but a little flour and salt and molasses to eat. No meat at all. No meat? I saw bear tracks all around the place. Just give me a couple of men and a couple of days, Colonel, and your worries are over. And a couple of days later, as the Colonel stood talking to General Andrew Jackson, who had just arrived with the main army... And that's how it is, General. We're just about out of food. We were counting on you. Huh, that's bad. I've got a plenty of guns and ammunition, but not much food. Got to do something. Who is that man, Colonel? Davy Crockett, sir. The Tennessee bear hunter. Yes, sir. There was Davy with his men. First time I ever saw him. Bringing in enough bear meat to feed an army. I don't understand why fleshbags eat so much. It is a bad habit. You need to show some self-control sometimes. I am sure that you can control it if you tried. Have you ever tried? Do you mean like a diet? Uh, I mean, everybody's probably been on a diet at some time or another, right? I guess. Yes, like a diet, but with eating nothing at all. You should try that. I don't think that I could try that. I don't think that it would turn out very good, Iceberg. People have to eat. Uh, it's not like... I mean, I do want to eat, but it's not like I can't not do it if I just try really hard. You should try to overcome your weakness and be strong like me. And that army sure ate well that night. Well, in the weeks that followed, more and more reports came in of Indian raiding parties, and Davy soon found himself up to his neck in scouting and fighting. One day, November 7th it was, an Indian runner came in with ominous news from Fort Talladega. And this man says there are 200 friendly Creeks under siege by 1,100 of their brothers, General. Unless the ones in the fort join the ones outside against the whites, they'll all be killed. We gotta help them. Need all the friends we can get. Crockett, you and Russell go on down there and look things over. We're on our way, General. And as the main army prepared to move out, Davy and Russell raced on ahead. Near the fort, they left the horses and crept silently through the woods. There it is, Davy. Fort Talladega. And there's the red sticks. Listen, they're telling the people inside the fort to surrender by tomorrow or die. Doesn't give us much time. It's already getting dark. What'll we do? You wait right here. I'll ride back and report to the general. They should surrender. What is the point of fighting at all if you will still be a flesh bag at the end of the day? Dude, in a career of rude things, that might be the rudest. I mean, the reason they are fighting is because they are people. Because they have human instincts, because they have heart, because they want to keep going another day. The fact that you think they should just give up, it's like you have no idea what it is, what it is to be alive, Iceberg. I am not trying to be offensive. Should the truth, no matter how sharp, be kept from the light? I don't know, man, but you gotta have good manners, dude. You can't say things just to hurt people's feelings. Manners are unearthed custom. It does not apply to me. Hello, Iceberg. Are you about finished? Oh, look, it's A.B. Silver, Iceberg's old agent and a current Pooptronic Cellular Employee of the Month. Hello, I see robots. We need to get moving if we are going to make it to see Hamilton in time. Hamilton? The uh, number one play on Broadway? Did you get me a ticket too, A.B.? No, I did not. I am sorry. I did not think that you would be interested. 
There are no superheroes in it. Plus, someone needs to monitor the station. And I suppose that that's me, right? I see robots you can't finish up on your own. Yes, he can. He is very good at sweeping and locking up. Don't forget to close the gate, okay? Thanks for the reminder, uh, Iceberg. I'll, I'll make sure to do that. I'll, I'll uh, turn off the lights on my way out when I, when I finish up the show by myself, guys. Let's go, A.B. Are we taking the Pooptronics Deluxe Shuttle? Of course, Iceberg. You are talent and must be treated as such. Let's go. They are probably starting to let people in. Goodbye, I see robots. Make sure to do a good show. The listeners deserve only the best. Farewell. Yeah, you guys have a good time. I'll, uh, I'll do, I'll do my best to finish up the episode. Um, try not to crash or anything on your way. You guys have a good time. Alright dudes, that's probably enough, uh, Davy Crockett for one day. Why don't we move into, we're gonna continue on with the show. Let's go to, uh, At The Movies after we sign off. Power Records Playhouse, episode number something or other. In a moment, At The Movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper... But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? This spring. I love this time of the year. <laughs> one comedy has what everybody wants. Lesbians having a tail. Cereal. And then some. Welcome to college. From writer-director Richard Linklater. I beg you to come to this party. It's also damn tribal. Comes the spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused. That's the pack mentality. All the adrenaline. Does that mean you're not going? I didn't say that. Everybody wants some. Rated R. Everybody Wants Some is directed by Richard Linklater. It stars Blake Jenner, who you might know as... Supergirl, Melissa Benoist, real-life husband. He also appeared on CBS's Supergirl once. He was Cat Grant's son. The movie is an 80s college baseball movie. Now, I saw an interview, and Mr. Link later said that in his mind, Everybody Wants Some is the spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused. And the character of Blake Jenner, in his mind, is Mitch. Mitch, the baseball-playing kid who, uh... You know, in the storyline, they don't say this, but it's something Richard Link later thinks. Mitch grows up to be Blake Jenner, and this is him continuing on in baseball in college. The movie is currently sitting at 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, I liked it quite a bit now. It is not as good as Days Did Confused, which is, in everybody's mind, an all-time classic. That movie's sitting at 94 on Tomatoes. It's fantastic. I love it. And this movie, while not as good as that, is pretty darn good. It's the story of... The story of Blake Jenner arriving at college. Gosh, what is his name? His character's name. Who cares? Anyway, he shows up in college and this is the two or three days that he has after he arrives and before he has to start his uh, classes. He finds his place in the baseball house. The team has a house. They actually have two houses. You know, they hang out there. They party. They do all sorts of stuff. He finds his place there. He meets all the other wacky baseball dudes. He starts to find love with uh, Zoe Deutsch, who you might know from Bad Grandpa. Even though I, uh, I hope you don't because I saw it and I cannot recommend it uh, enough in avoidance. Meaning that I cannot recommend you avoid it enough. Movie was terrible, but she was okay in it. And she's okay in this too. 
She is a, a theater major, so there is, you know, there's a bit of conflict between their two worlds. Him being a jock and her being an artist. The movie, the movie is very good. It's very well acted. All the characters are fun and interesting. The situations seem real. The soundtrack is great. I cannot recommend this high enough. It will play just as well on DVD or on VHS as it will in the theater. So I don't feel like you have to rush out and get it, but you might want to support it. I can see this being like Dazed and Confused in the way that it might find its audience much later on DVD or VHS. That movie did okay at the theater, but when it came out on rental, it really started to hit with people. It was a classic. Everybody had this tape. Everybody had this disc, and I do think that maybe everybody wants some can achieve that level of success. It's great. I like it. I'm going to give it maybe three and a half to three point six stars on uh, the uh, source meter. So I guess when I say source, I, sh I do mean mics. So I'm going to give it like three point six mics. Uh, go check it out, man. It's a nice way to spend an afternoon at the theater. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. You won't be sorry for long. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. The Pooptronic Cellular Pop Culture Slash Toy News Informational Moment. Alright, dig it, check it out right now. We just picked up another patron over on supportthereport.com. His name is Tapes from the Crypt. He's somebody I follow on Twitter at a at Crypt Vault on uh, Twitter. That's Crypt C-R-Y-P-T Vault V-A-U-L-T. And he also has a website. It is at Tapes from the crypt.com. I love that name. I just think it's great. It's like Tales from the Crypt, but with tapes. He signed up to be a uh, $5 a month gold key member, and that earned him a copy of the ultra rare Icy Robots Super Tape Volume 1. It's a fun collection of uh, commercials, music videos, weird stuff off my DVR scenes for Marvel movies. I don't know. It's a fun two hours, and it is right now as we speak, zooming to him. So I got to say, at Crypt Vault and tapes from the crypt.com. Go over there. Follow those both. Come on. Do bro a favor. Bro meaning me. Do me a favor. Give my boy a follow. You will not be disappointed. He and I have been uh, conversing a bit. And I gotta say, dude is crazy mad cool. And also, we know he's cool because he helps to support the Toys R Us report. Oops. I might get in trouble for saying that. I mean the Pooptronic Sailor Half Hour Pop Culture Podcast with his hard-earned money. And man... That's the gift that just keeps on giving. If you want to do it too, hop on over to supportthereport.com and you can see, I will take anything. We will take anything. It goes from a dollar a month all the way up to $5 a month and check it out. Right now, at this moment, I am working on a special episode that will be available only to those who are patrons of the Toys R Us Report. It's going to be about my time at the laser tag arena known as QZAR. I was a QZAR employee for quite a long time, and I got a bunch of stories. There's stories about uh, about the time I met R. Crumb, about the time I played Laser Tag with Lars Ulrich. There is a bunch of fun stuff in there, and that episode is going to be coming up soon, and it will only be available for those that help us out at supportthereport.com. So you want to make sure to do it. 
If you've already done it, you'll get the episode. If you haven't done it, you won't. So you might want to think about it. So uh, what else is going on? Uh, we did the flea market last week. We've been we've been piling up a lot of stuff in the garage storage area lately. You know, things we buy that we turn out we don't want. Things we uh, turn out we can't uh, sell over on eBay, but. It kind of gets added up after a while, and you just got to go down to the flea market and see what you can get for it. We had, I don't know, geez, we had maybe five or six tables full of stuff, and we did all right. We made just under 300 bucks in about four hours, which is, you know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, especially because going to the flea market and selling is pretty fun. It is a a bit of work to get loaded up, and it's a bit of work to get uh, your tables organized, but once you get going, it's fun. We have a lot of, like, flea market friends. We have a bunch of friends who also sell out there, so we'll get to hang out with them, and we get to chat. Like, you know, they come to your booth, and you go to their booth, and you hang out, and plus, it seems like everybody I know does go to the flea market, so... While you're there, you get to see a bunch of your buds, you get to hang out, you get to talk, and at the same time, it's like, everything we get at the Dega is super cheap, so I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid to let it go for like a dollar or two dollars, so the whole day you're there, people are just handing you money and taking things off your hands, and it's one less, one less thing in the garage, and one more dollar in your pocket, I have like, I'm not even exaggerating, I have like $250 in one dollar bills, this is gonna be like, 2.0's lunch money for the rest of the year. It's just like every day, handing out some singles for lunch. It's cool, though. That's like, anything that you can earn that you don't have to pay for is always great. So I'm happy, man. I don't even have to think about lunch money. I just got the stack. Take money off the stack. Give it to her every day. It's cool, man. It's going to save me the trouble of uh, packing up her Lunchables. She still eats Lunchables, which I think is kind of fun. I don't know. She's in in, uh, high school now, but she still likes the Lunchables. I don't know, man. Maybe it will be some kind of a lifelong thing for her. Do you, um, I have never eaten one. I don't think that I have ever eaten a Lunchable, um, but I would, I guess. If you put one in my lunch, I would eat it. I don't have any any beef with them. So, I'm over at the, uh, the Toys R Us the other day, and I saw, I don't hardly, like, ever go into the Disney aisle. Maybe every once in a blue moon, but just generally I don't. I'm not, like, a big Disney guy, but I was over there, and I saw, uh, They have a pretty neat line of Zootopia toys. They have action figures for most of the main characters, and they have some play sets. The one that I enjoyed the most was a vehicle set with the bunny rabbit main character, uh, Jennifer Goodwin's character, and a... uh, What do you call those? A Cushman that you use when you're a meter maid. It has her in her uh, meter maid outfit and the Cushman, and it comes with somebody else. It was really cool. And I believe it was only like $14, which is really great. I got... I can appreciate any toy purchase that gets me a couple figures and a vehicle for under 15 bucks. Did you guys catch that episode of The Legends of Tomorrow on uh, CW with Jonah Hex? Man, that was pretty cool. I was excited to get to finally see Jonah Hex, um, like a real version of Jonah Hex. They had the Josh Brolin movie, but that, I don't even want to talk about that. This is like the Jonah Hex that you know from the comics with the scars on his face and all that. It was really cool to see him on my TV. Now... I did not feel like they gave Dude a lot to do, which was kind of a bummer. He was just there. Uh, He did, you know, he did a couple fights or whatever. But I would like to have seen him be a bigger part of the show. Maybe get something meaty to do. But he, uh, it turns out that he is good pals with Rip Hunter. So, I don't know. Maybe we will get the chance to see him again in the future, which would be cool. I would even go as far as to say if they wanted to spin off a Jonah Hex TV show, I would watch it. But... A lot of the Jonah Hex Western content is a bit 
a bit more uh, mature theme. So I don't know how well it would work on the CW. Maybe somewhere like AMC or HBO would be better. But that's all just a pipe dream, I guess. Because as of right now, he's only appeared on one episode of a show. So I did enjoy it, but I wish they would have given him a bit more. I do plan on doing a um, who's who in the DC Universe on Jonah Hex. That might actually be up next. Either him or Per Degaton, who also appeared in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I'll tell you, I never expected to see DC despot Per Degaton on TV. Uh, I've always uh, enjoyed him as a character. His name kind of tripped me out. I don't even know what kind of a name Per is. Degaton. Degaton. Per Degaton. It sounds like some kind of like a unit of measure, a Degaton. Like... You are saying you get 10 feet of explosion per degaton, like for each degaton. I don't know. It was cool to see him, even though he's only a child, but maybe I will also do a who's who in the DC universe on good old per degaton. Per degaton? At any rate, I also saw the, uh, I saw the finale of Supergirl. Have you, are you guys all up on this? I think it's important to watch Supergirl the day it comes out. You gotta say, uh, you wanna get good ratings, you know, or... Else, there is a threat that they might cancel our favorite show. But uh, I don't want to give away anything. Uh, but the the big cliffhanger at the end of the show. Turn off this episode right now if you don't want to know. But I don't really think knowing this will ruin your enjoyment of watching Supergirl. Uh, at, here we go. At the end of the episode, a capsule lands. A uh, rocket like hers, rather. And inside of it is apparently another Kryptonian, and Kara goes over, and she opens the ship, and she says, <gasps> like she knows who it is, like who, like it's somebody she recognizes, and I can't even figure out who this could be, I've been trying to theorize, and like, the very first thing that popped into my head was that like, she was inside the capsule, like she's like, <gasps> I'm looking at myself, because that seems like it's a common TV twist, but I don't know how that could be the case here, I don't know who she would recognize from Krypton. She left so uh, long ago, and she's already seen her mother and her aunt. Who could it be? Her father? Maybe, like, a brother? I don't know. We will... Hopefully, we will find out. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so hard to wait till next season. I uh, love my uh, weekly dose of Supergirl. This is one of the few shows that's come out that I would actually go out and get on a DVD so that I could watch it again. I don't usually. Usually, I see enough. But, uh... Melissa Benoist is really great as Supergirl, man. She's really carrying that show. But uh, check it out, my dudes. We are just about out of time on this episode of Power Records Playhouse. But don't worry. We'll see you next week. I'll be back soon enough. So for me, Iceberg13 and uh, AB Silver, this is Icy Robot signing off. If you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on the Pooptronics Cellular Moon Base Alpha, this has been a Pooptronics Cellular Broadcast Division production.